John. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, um, I was just talking to Dan Savage about you. Oh. Um, I, I had identified these. The I was talking about you know, uh, couples during quarantine, and, and I identified five scenarios, which he then he he sliced much thinner and and pointed it out, which I thought was was really helpful in terms of segmentation of understanding where where we are individually. But um, basically, what I was telling him is there are there are uh, five different types of people. There's, there's single people, right, five different types of people during quarantine. There are single people. Um, there are single people with kids. There are couples. There are couples with kids. And then there's the other category. And I mentioned to him that I had a friend who was sort of in the other category. I don't know how comfortable you are uh, talking about your, your own uh, 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 dating relationships, but if you want to get into that, I'd love to uh, love to talk about it with you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um so you're married, you live with your wife, um, but until recently you also were, you, you had a girlfriend, and yes. so I guess uh, Dan would consider that a poly relationship, you know, whatever the label might be, mm-hmm. um, but he he mentioned that it's sort of, uh, what, what'll happen in, ca- in cases like this, if someone feels abandoned or, or stuck, they may have wanted to be the, the primary partner when, when they weren't the primary partner. So can you talk to me about that relationship? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a it was a relationship that I had for, uh, for two years, um, that, that ended just a few days ago, um, ostensibly over this, this quarantine. Um, I think what Dan said is, um, is, is mostly accurate without knowing the specifics of our situation. Right. But um, I don't think she wanted to be the primary, but she didn't want a hierarchy at all. Um, so, so define hierarchy in, in in a situation like this. How would uh, how would say my my marriage have a a hierarchy? Like, what's the hierarchy in my marriage? Because uh, I'm not familiar with hierarchies within relationships, really. Um, and then, how would uh, the relationship you were in have a hierarchy? And and, and by the way, I, I assume you, you you would call your marriage an open relationship, and and you both date other people. Is that right? Yeah, I prefer uh, the term non-monogamous just because it's uh, it's more of a blanket term that allows for all sorts of different structures of non-monogamy, whether that's polyamory, which by definition involves love, or an open relationship, which uh, which which maybe doesn't. Maybe that's just uh, physical. Um, so yeah, non-monogamy is a more blanket term. But uh, but as far as hierarchies go, uh, I think a traditional monogamous relationship I wouldn't describe as having much of a hierarchy uh, within the terms of romantic relationships. You you and your wife are the core, the the only romantic relationship there. Um, and in a non-monogamous relationship, you some people practice what's called uh, relationship anarchy, which aims to abolish all hierarchies. And I I tried okay. that. And uh, um, it, it's it's harder than it sounds, um, especially when you're coming into non-monogamy with an already established core relationship. So my wife and I, we are uh, by default the primary relationship. We are married. We cohabitate. We uh, share finances to an extent, uh, largely because we cohabitate. So a lot more of our life is uh, by necessity intertwined. So any other relationship isn't going to have those aspects, um, which then some people would use the term secondary for those relationships, maybe even tertiary for another relationship that is 
that is uh, even less involved. Um, I don't like the word primary and secondary necessarily because um, I don't like it, to think it, of any it sort of connotes a, a prioritization, right? Which which does have to happen, um, and this is something I've actually realized a lot more recently in in working through this with uh, both my partners or. or um, you know what was both my partners now is just one partner right. but uh but I, I like the term core relationship that that mm. uh that cohabitating more connected relationship especially because that's the relationship i had before uh before we opened up we were monogamous for a couple of years before we became non-monogamous so that relationship was pre-established uh in order for any of the relationships to be strong that core relationship has to be strong is, is what I've come to realize. So, so tell me about, um, the sort of, it seemed like it was a quick de-evolution of, of the relate or, 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 uh, untangling of, of the relationship. It went from, from a hundred to zero quickly or, or is there more, more nuance than that? It, it, there's more nuance than that. It probably over the last few months went from 100 to 80 and then 70 and then from 70 to zero pretty quickly. What um, about the, what about the, the quarantine uh, brought, brought that to the forefront? Um, the, the, the fact that I am with my wife and could not be with the other partner due to the nature of the quarantine. So that, that other partner, um, was all alone, uh, mm. uh, first off, and didn't have any other partners or, or even any other people that they lived with uh, that they could be with. So they were they were alone and, and saw me with my wife um, in, a, in a very fortunate situation where you know I'm I'm quarantined at home with somebody, um, and I think that caused a lot of insecurity. Uh, yeah, not it, not it, caused not caused insecurity. Insecurity was already there. Insecurity that we were. We'd been uh, working with, as, as the three of us had, had been working on together, um, there'd been a lot of communication around for the last several months, but it, um, it brought that to the fore again very fast. What if you put yourself in her shoes and she was in your situation? How, how do you think you would feel? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd, I'd like to say I've thought about that, um, but I probably haven't thought about that as much as I should have, um, which is interesting because I've been really working on self-compassion through this whole quarantine situation. Um, I don't think I would have made the exact same decision. Uh, definitely, definitely not nearly as rapidly as it seems to have happened. Um, I'd like to think I would have communicated more, but, but I even putting myself or trying to put myself in her shoes, I'm doing that from the point of, from the position that I, from the reality that I really do have. Um, so that's tough to do. There's a term that's often used in in these sort of open relationships or non-monogamous relationships, um, compersion, and and while I, I think that is a aspirational ideal, I I also can imagine how incredibly difficult that is, and and jealousy plays a role. So I'm imagining there was some sort of there was jealousy and maybe lack of understanding. In, in this relationship that, that ended? Yeah, maybe some jealousy. Um, it, it's interesting because six months ago, we were talking about the three of us all moving in together, all cohabitating. Um, 
were, were you both dating this person or was it just no no just okay. me but uh okay. but but both partners were good friends really good friends actually they've become really strong friends uh, and how, how will this affect the, uh, their their relationship that remains to be seen they uh they were in a writing group that they started together um and they, they haven't had opportunity to communicate much over the last couple of days. Um, when you say they haven't had the opportunity, they've just chosen not to, or? Yeah, I think so. I think everybody, uh, everybody is taking some space right now. Um, there, there will probably be some more communication that happens going forward. But I do think, as far as a romantic relationship, the relationship's over. Mm. So, so that word "space" is is fascinating to me because. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to, to to Dan about this, and that's the thing that actually creates you know, high quality relationships. A lot of the time is actually giving yourself that space, so you're not you know, crowding each other. And I think one of the complications or, or the complexities that is being uh, incorporated into relationships now is is the inability to to have that space, being yeah. literally cooped up with someone. Uh, 24 hours a day or, or pretty damn close to that and trying to find that that space within your shared space and and Dan said he's, he's able to do that really well with with his husband and um, it, it I, I mean I, I still struggle with that you know being able to be alone in a room together with someone because uh, I think we often feel compelled to interact with someone if they're in that same space or are you and your wife finding ways to to be alone together right now, or are you struggling with any of that at all? Uh, it, it, it's not as much as a struggle, struggle as I would have expected, but um, yeah, I'm I'm like you. It's it's hard for me to be alone together in a room. Um, I talk a lot, and so I feel the need to to talk. And yet at the same time, as a writer, I, I work from home. I'm I am home most of the time, and my wife is not. She works outside the house, but now she's she's home. So that's been. Um, that's been a challenge, not as difficult as a challenge as I would have expected. Um, we are only on week three, so right. it remains to be seen how that will progress further. Um, but what do you think? What do you think happens after after all of this with with your relationship? Does it does it strengthen the relationship? Do you learn new things? What kind of things do you learn? Uh, does it bring any flaws to the to the forefront? I think a little bit of all of that. I uh, I think well because bringing flaws to the uh, forefront is an opportunity to acknowledge them and, and work through them. Um, so I think, yeah, I think ultimately we'll come out stronger from this. Um, I think we'll come out stronger just um, from this breakup too. We learned a lot just from that. And is, is your wife dating other people right now? Yes. Uh, she's not able to see them as well. She has just, uh, she has one other relationship as well. It's a fairly new one. So um, mine that just ended was two years old, uh, a little over two years old actually. Um, hers is, is fresh, just a, a couple months old, maybe at most. So, um, it's a little bit of a different situation there, but still unfortunate. Are you using this time to, to create, uh, are you using it to consume both? Do you find pulled one direction or the other? Mm, both. I'm, I'm consuming more than I'm creating right now. Um, I have a book that I've been putting the finishing touches on that I plan on releasing soon within the next uh, few days, but I've been, I've been consuming the a lot too. The influencers. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because it's about, as the title suggests, influencers. It's also about uh, like celebrities um, and, and the plot revolves around the Oscars and it, it almost feels like 
the world that I wrote the novel, the world that the novel is about doesn't exist anymore. Um, Oof. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny you say, I, you know, I just finished writing a book and uh, in many ways it is a, it's a pre-pandemic book, although what I would actually, I, I would call it a pandemic preparation book now. It, 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 obviously it's it's about minimalism and and relationships and and intentionality and and i, I would just call minimalism pandemic preparation but in a way that that's fascinating because i i've been having this similar conversation with a lot of folks about the quarantine and when people ask when do you think this whole thing is going to turn around my my canned response to that at this point is i don't think it's going to turn around turning it around presupposes we go back to that old world, that, that November of 2019. And, and everyone I'm talking to from Dave Ramsey to Dan Savage, uh, all, all seem to think, even though they have different levels of, of political belief and they have different, you know, just they're completely different people altogether. We all tend to think like this is a wake up call in a way. Um, and what I like about, I haven't read your, your new book yet. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of your writing, but I, I haven't read the new book and, and what I like is maybe in a way it's you're cataloging the last days of pre coronavirus. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I think whatever comes next is going to be uh, an adventure. That's for sure. Well, Sean, thank you so much for doing this brother. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you.